Hey friends, thanks for tuning in. In this week's episode, we talk about what it means to pursue, relearn, and date your spouse after bringing a little human into the world. So grab your cup of coffee and join us around the table for the one on pursuing your one. What is up, friends? Welcome to another episode of Coffee and Convos. We are so excited you've chosen to join us around the table uh, on this awesome, awesome podcast. (laughs) Becca, how are you? I'm good. We are finally out of quarantine. Hallelujah. Um, From Josh catching COVID. So we are are thrilled. Um, We are doing so good. And uh, we're back at work. Um, Jude's back at daycare and we're just living life. And uh, it feels really, really good to be um, back in the saddle um, and just, uh, you know, doing getting back to, I think, our normal routine Yeah, um, has been really nice. Though, um, Josh and I have really strived to make just that time that we had off. And like, even though he was sick and not feeling well. Um, and I was working from home. I didn't really have any off time, but, um, just making that time super special and trying to, uh, make the best out of a credit situation. And so we don't really ever get to just have, especially that kind of time together. So, um, so it was really nice and, uh, we had a lot of like really fun memories. And so, um, but that said, it is so, so, so good to be back in the group of things. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, man, COVID, listen, I don't wish COVID on anyone. It was just, it was honestly hell. Um, it's one of those diseases, uh, or, or like infections. I don't think, is it a disease virus? Whatever. Um, that just, I, I think the thing that's scary about COVID is knowing like there's no necessarily like there's not a cure out there. And so that was always in the back of my mind as I had it. Like I clearly know God's my healer. He is my fortress. So I wasn't, I wasn't worried like I was going to die or anything. I just, it's that fear of like, oh my gosh, I have something that there's literally no cure for. Yeah. Um, And COVID really does like, it honestly marks you mentally. Um, Even like now, like when I go in public, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel kind of like, like a leper in a sense. Yeah. Like it's just, it's weird. Even though I don't have like symptoms anymore, but um, yeah, scary, scary stuff. I would highly suggest, listen, take a lot of vitamins. Vitamin D3 with K2 is crucial for your body. So yeah, snag zinc. some on uh, Amazon. I think it's like 12 bucks. Get zinc. Mm-hmm. Um, those things are, you know, not necessarily proven to stop COVID, but they definitely will make your body strong in the fight. So, yeah. Uh, listen, if you are new and maybe this is your first time listening to us, uh, we are so happy you have chosen uh, to listen to um, this podcast. We get to do this every single Friday, and uh, the subject's always different. There's laughs, there's cries. Um, so we would love for you to be a subscriber to this podcast. If you're listening from iTunes, you can hit that subscribe button. Make sure to leave a rating and a comment. That always helps our podcast grow and reach more people. And uh, for those on Spotify, if you hit the follow button, you'll be notified anytime we drop a new episode on uh, Friday. So make sure you do that. And if you are interested in becoming a supporter of this podcast, um, listen, we would love your support. 
Uh, we have set up a Patreon page um, that has some really awesome perks and things that you get in return for supporting and loving on us. Um, all the all the proceeds and donations go right back into the podcast to buy better technology and just advance it further. There is a monthly cost for our host, so um, we would love for you to become uh, a partner with us in, in doing this journey. You know, we launched this episode. We're getting, honestly, getting ready to come up on our one-year anniversary, which is going to mm-hmm. be so dope. We got a special really awesome episode plan for our one year celebration um, and, and a giveaway. So that will be fun as well. But we, we're just so excited about um, what God's done over this, uh, you know, almost year of doing this podcast and just all the amazing conversations we've had, not only with each other, but influencers and people. And uh, this year is going to be really special. So we'd love for you to join us on that journey um, and uh, become a supporter. Tonight we uh, we're not drinking coffee. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're sipping on some mango strawberry moscato. Woohoo! It's good too. It's so good. But we have some really special coffee um, that we will hopefully review on our next episode um, from a roaster in Greenville, South Carolina, called Methodical. And uh, really excited about. We've got two different kinds coming. We've got one that um, it's almost like a tea bag. Um, and you can put it in a cup and you steep it just like you would tea and it creates a really great cup of coffee. So we're going to be reviewing that. And then we have a roaster's choice. So excited to see what they're going to send us, what origin. And, uh, we'll be reviewing that one on our next episode as well. But tonight, Becca, what are we going to talk about? So tonight we are going to talk about making like your spouse or your partner, um, just number one in your life and like what that means, especially after bringing like a child into the world. Um, because now we have about a year and a little, actually a little over a year and a half under our belt of being parents. And, um, that makes us know like amazing nope. you know you know we we're still not we're doing. experts <laughs> yeah um we're still trying to figure it all out but um just some they just want to kind of like share our heart about things that we've had to do in our relationship um to continue to pursue each other and um, make each other feel loved because it's so easy to get lost in just the day-to-day parenthood work life um sort of, you know, routine. And yeah. so um, we hope that this is just encouraging to you guys. And if it's something that you're struggling with, um, you can feel free to do anything that we going to use any of the tips that we might give um, or just like really and truly, I think that this podcast is going to come, you know, end with conversation more yeah. than anything, being yeah. f- feeling like you can open up and talk to your, um, your person, because that's really where it starts. And I think that it, it ends. Um, and so for Josh and I, um, you know, we, we have prayed and we longed for Jude and, um, like we've shared in a lot of our other podcasts, um, we just really, really wanted to be parents. Um, and God just gave us a promise and, uh, we knew that we were going to have Jude. Um, we knew it was going to be a boy <laughs> and we knew his name and all of those things. And, you know, God, I mean, we were, gosh, I mean, we were married 
Oh, year. Gosh, it was know. about a year and a half. Yeah. We were yeah. married about a year and a half before Almost we decided two. that we wanted to have kids. Yeah. yeah. And um, all the years are like starting to come together. <laughs> it's so crazy. We're coming up and we're going to be in April. We'll be celebrating four years. That's wild. Which is just the craziest thing. Yeah. Someone said that to me the other day. They're like, oh, you're coming up in your four years. And I like had to count on my fingers because I was like, wait, how are we at four years already? Uh, <laughs> I just think like, uh, like it feels honestly, this is, and this is when you know like, a relationship is truly filled with love and just happiness. It feels like literally just the other day we were walking down the aisle. Yeah. And to think like even that we've been in this house that we're in yeah. for four years. Yeah. Like I think like it's crazy. When you have a relation that relationship that just has like that really perfect blend of like I feel like Josh just came into my life. Like the fact that like we've been together, like just not even married, but in a relationship for over six years, yeah, which is crazy. crazy. <laughs> and um, it feels so much longer in a good way. Exactly. Like it has that perfect like mesh of like, I feel like I just met you yesterday and there's yeah. so much that I get, I get to like learn about you every single day. And I also feel like I've always known you my whole life. And so, yeah. um, in the absolute best way possible. And so it's just really cool. Um, and I think that it just has a lot to do with the friendship that you and I developed yeah. um, when our relationship began. Yeah. And, um, but I'll be honest, you know, when we, when we had kid, when we had a kid, <laughs> not kids, um, not, not kids there yet. yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but when we had Jude, um, you know, if you've had a kid, if you're, you know, whatever if you're the wife or you know girlfriend or whatever in the situation you know you a lot of your hormones change um and it was things that's like when you are so excited to have a kid yeah. um there are so many things that you don't think about or don't even know to think about um and so when we went to have Jude there was a lot of me that was changing and there was a lot um there was a lot of sacrifice um, and obviously, you know that, like, you know that there's going to be sacrifice, but it also kicks you in the butt. <laughs> like, yeah. like when you, you can know it, but when you're experiencing that sacrifice of, you know, sacrificing your body and, oh, you know, some people like pregnancy is just different for everyone, but it was rough for me. And so like just sacrificing, feeling good and the way that my body looked and like all of those things, having to begin that process of sacrificing and yes, would I do anything for Jude? 100%. I would would sacrifice anything for him. But um, that wasn't easy when I was, you know, 24. And, you know, we were trying to have a kid. And so um, there was a lot of me that almost almost felt lost. And um, as we had Jude... um, some people, again, their hormones are just different. And so this this isn't for everyone. But um, I felt like all of the love languages that I knew and, like, all the things I knew about myself just, like, flopped. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Um, and it was really difficult because um, I didn't feel like I was the kind of wife that, like, I was before, you know. And I felt like – I really felt like Josh was, like, suffering, even though he did, never acted like it. But I was like, oh. 
I hate that I'm this way. I hate that I feel this way. I yeah. hate that I don't like the things I liked before I had a kid. Yeah. And, like, I'm tired more <laughs> than I was. And, like, all <laughs> of this. That doesn't change yeah, either. <laughs> doesn't change. <laughs> but, you know, like, all of the things um, that I just knew that Josh loved about me um, when we were best friends and then, you know, engaged and then married. Um you know, all of those things that I felt like he just loved about me, I felt like I was losing and mm. I didn't know how to handle it and I didn't know how to fix it for sure. And so um, it just was a it just was a struggle. And really and truly, I can honestly say, like, only those things are just now starting to like a year and a half, almost two years into this yeah. are starting to I wouldn't even say fix. I think just. I just think the Lord's giving me a deeper grace and understanding for who I am and allowing me to accept myself in this version of me. Mm. Um, I think like when you're married, you know, I think it's funny how people are like, Oh, one person for the rest of your life or whatever. Um, I think it's so funny because when you are in a relationship, you become different people and yeah. not in a bad way, but like, you know, Josh got to see me as a 20-year-old, yeah. and then he saw me as his fiance, and then he saw me as his wife, and then he's seeing me as a mother. And so it's like I've been all of these different women almost. Like I've been yeah. all of these different versions of myself um, that he's had to learn to love and to adapt to and to pursue. And just like I do all the same for him, like I've yeah. had to learn to pursue him and adapt to his changes, and he's certainly not – who he was when I first met him yeah. in a great way, you know, because thank, thankfully if you're in a solid relationship, you become better. Yeah. Um, you become more knit together. Um, and I, it's funny because even though he didn't go through pregnancy, his, like your love language is switched. And so yeah. share a little bit about that. Yeah. I, you know, to, to kind of set this part up, I remember the day you were getting ready to give birth to Jude and the doctor, you know, is rushing you back to do a C-section and our, our whole world honestly got flipped upside down. Things didn't go the way we thought they'd go. And so I remember standing in like the prep room in, in the scrubs and I just like instantly, there was this joy that came over me, but there's also this dread in a sense of, everything's about to change. Like <laughs> yeah. it's not Becca and Josh anymore. And, you know, this little guy's getting ready to come into our life and, you know, we're going to have to emotionally clearly adapt because now we have to lead someone and we have to parent someone and make tough decisions. And not that we hadn't made tough decisions before, but it turned into this. Yeah. yeah it, it's like, it's like, yeah, you've been in like little league, you know, and all of a sudden you get promoted up to major league. Like that's, that's what it felt like. It's like, wow, this is a, you know, life buying a house was scary. And I mean, getting married was, was <laughs> scary. Like, and when I say scary, like in a good way of just like, you're becoming this adult, but then a kid like is like amplified. <laughs> yeah. And I just like remember feeling, you know, when we come home and, and I've shared this story before, but like the first week was just so difficult because Becca clearly was exhausted physically because she had a C-section. I mean, she went through 24 hours of labor. Um, and 
I remember like our routine got messed up and that's what threw me off more than anything. It wasn't even the fact that like, oh, I've got this little guy now who I have to give a bottle to and my wife can barely get out of bed. So I'm helping her. The routine of what we knew of like coming home and cuddling, watching movies and You're going out to like, Target, going out to target or just being like, hey, baby, let's just get up and go somewhere. Like all that changed <laughs> and yeah, it was, was it was difficult. And like for me, my love language, um, honestly, before Jude came into the world, it's so, it's so strange how a kid like changes things in, in you um, and, and these new things start coming out. But my love languages before that was like I loved, um, you know, words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I loved that. um gifts and things like that and then like touch was like kind of last on my list like Mm -hmm. yeah i mean clearly like love having sex and all that kind of stuff (laughs) tmi um i should have said tmi first but it's okay so um you were not warned yeah you weren't warned it's like whoa what did he just say um no but like it's one of those things as a guy like clearly i love those things but it wasn't like it I'm a different breed of guy. Like most guys like touches us the number one for them and they have nothing else. And for me, it wasn't, it was like, no, I actually like the emotional side of the relationship. And I like the friendship side of the relationship. And then Jude comes into the world and we had to adapt and change. And those love languages, it's like flipped upside down on me now, like touches like everything for me. (laughs) And, um, and quality time is still there and like finding, you know, clearly having a, a child in your home, it's not like you can just be like, hey, yeah, let's like go grab some sushi, watch a movie and like have date night. Now it's like we have to plan stuff. Yeah. So your entire routine in life kind of goes through this um, metamorphosis and this change in a good way. But I think like as a and this is where I watch like a lot of relationships, whether it's a boyfriend and girlfriend and, and you know, they're having a baby, a married, you know, um, husband and wife. A lot of times, I don't think you mentally, and I don't think like you can fully mentally prepare for this until it happens, mm-hmm. but you can at least set yourself up for success by going into it saying, I know stuff's going to change, and so I have to be flexible with my emotions. Um, I have to even be f- flexible with like my physical time because like for, for both of us, our love language is literally shifted. Mm-hmm. Like touch was number one for you, mm-hmm. and that shifted. And now it's last. last. So it's like, it's strange how this happens. Like, it's hard to, until you're in it, you can hear like podcasts like this all day about, you know, relationships and parenting and all this kind of stuff. But what we're trying to set you guys up for is maybe like if you're in that stage of life right now and you're getting ready to have a baby or you're thinking about having a baby or maybe you've already had a baby and you're struggling. Our hope is like this would stir a conversation where you can say, hey, like. You know, how are you? I remember, it. you know, week one, I remember sitting in the recliner, bawling my eyes out because Jude just would not stop crying. And I remember Becca coming out like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Both of you guys are like crying, <laughs> yes, a mess. God. And I was just like, my, like everything's changed. I can't do this. I'm not That's a good so dad. Sad. And it, it, that was just the reality of like the having a child is, is hard, not just for the mom, but for the dad, because now the dad has to be that provider in a, in a different way, but he also has needs. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a huge part 
is vocalizing your needs to your partner. Mm-hmm. Because when you don't, you have these unmet expectations mm-hmm. that then turn into um, uh, bitterness. They mm-hmm. turn into um, regret. They turn all these like things that start to fester up. And then what ends up happening is you blow up on your partner mm-hmm. or you blow up on your kid. And then you make statements like, I wish, you know, he would have never or she never would have came into the picture because you know they just mess everything up. You make these statements that are just like so like Word you don't need to make yeah. that. And that was so, honestly that's what happens when you don't have these um, expectations in your life met. And, and vocalizing them can be painful. It can be like I mean I didn't want to necessarily vocalize to Becca like hey that touch is like a huge deal for me now like yeah. but. In doing so, now she knows that's a love language change for me. And now I know for her, her love language has changed. So when we share those kind of things, and for for anyone listening, by the way, because there might be some people listening who are like, what is a love language? What are they talking about? There's a really great book. Just Google it. Um, just It's the five love languages. Fantastic. I would highly encourage you to go through it. Honestly, I I fully 100% believe this. When you know each other's love languages, it saves so many fights. Oh, yeah. Because you just, you know each other then. Mm -hmm. You know what each other loves and likes. And there's not like this, you know, awkward, well, what does she like? Does she like that? Does she like gifts? Does, you know, uh, maybe you're the kind of guy who like you get home from work and you like playing video games or, you know, watching TV and your wife just needs quality time. Yeah. You know, when you know those kind of things, you know how to prioritize what's important Yeah, in your life. And um, Well, and based on that, it's really cool. I actually had this conversation with um, a coworker today. Uh, we were just talking and, um, you know, she was just saying, she's like, I, I love my significant other um, deeply and I know this about him. But, like, sometimes it's really difficult that he doesn't show like emotion or or things Mm -hmm. like that and she's like and it's not because he doesn't feel it he just i don't think he knows how like it's just something that he struggles with which is most guys yeah most guys don't know how and so it was really cool because i just got to have a convert like a super like candid conversation with her and was just like so do you guys know like your love languages and so that like sparked an interest and i was like you know typically a couple um they almost always have opposite love yeah. languages. It's never almost the same. No. And honestly, and gosh, you don't that's want probably be healthy same. because, oh my gosh, if you both were oh. like number one oh, physical wait. touch, you'd never get off each other. Right. Like, um, like, guys. <laughs> relax. <laughs> but um, but what's cool is when you it, – it, it teaches you – it's like your first step of learning to become one and unselfish. Um, because like Josh might be, you know, well now his, you know, is physical touch. Um, whereas mine isn't that as much anymore because, uh, hello mamas, you know that you're just touched all the time. <laughs> and so you touched out by the, end, kid by the end you. of the day, you're just touched out. And so, um, but I know because that matters to him, I, I can't just love him the way I want to be loved. And right, so if right. mine is, um, quality time, like, yes, can those two intermingle yeah but you kind of also have to separate it because it's not you know yes you can both try to be like a win-win situation but there needs to be a point where you're sacrificing you to to build that other person because i might do some i might give josh a gift all day long but if he's just requiring holding me or snuggling with me or something like that yeah um i'm never gonna fulfill 
that I'm never going to fill his cup. Like right. I'm never going to tap into that part where he's like, oh, I just feel so loved yeah. um, because I'm trying to love him a way that I might like it. And so, which is fine. And I think a lot of people do. And I think that's also where it causes some confusion is people want to love people the way they want to be loved yep. instead so of taking a step back and being like, okay, I know that I want to be loved this way, but I'm going to put aside how I want to be loved and I'm going to love you to fill your cup and then just leave it at that. Yeah. And then, and you know, and it will become a very mutual reciprocal kind of relationship and you both will then push past yourself, push past the way that you want to be loved to love your person so that they feel full and then they want to love you. And it's really cool how it works. Um, and so that's that's a lot of like love language. Um, yeah, yeah. And I just think like when you yet again when you know each other's wants, desires, um, there's this fulfillment that comes into the picture that even on the hardest day of parenting and even on the hardest day of coming home, you know, from a long day at work, you still know what fulfills each other. And, and listen, we are yet again we're not remotely experts in this. Oh my gosh! Um, I think. We we want to share this kind of stuff because we have come so far and have learned so much along the way. Um, but there's still plenty of days where I miss the mark, Becca misses the mark. And, yeah, there are plenty and we of know days it. we don't love each other well, or even right. we don't even try to love each other the no. way we should. Um, we totally, totally miss the mark sometimes. Um, I mean, half of the time, like we'll come in and we'll be doing something, and it's like a half hour or an hour later, and we're like, "Wow, we haven't kissed each other. Hello, we've yeah. not kissed each other." Or yeah, anything. well, like, and that's just like the, and that's that is the thing that you have to learn to recognize because if you don't. Every day can become like that because you you're know taking care like. of yeah. someone. Yeah. And it, and it just is so fast and you're just so like, you're just running all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, for, and, and, and then when I talked about this right in the, when we first started about it being a conversation, being the starter and the ender of this whole thing, um, you're not going to realize these things. You're going to get stuck in that motion if you don't realize it and you don't talk yeah. about it. Yep. Um, Josh and I have had plenty of really hard conversations, conversations where we're both in tears about yeah. because no one wants to like hurt your person no. um, or make them not. feel like unwanted. But for me, I struggled for months. I just didn't feel anything yeah. like I obviously I loved my son and I loved Josh deeply, but I didn't feel any any kind of way like yeah. romantically or yeah. anything. And it was nothing, truly, truly, truly nothing that Josh did that would make me not want to be like romantic with him and yeah. stuff. I just like I don't know if I mean I'm sure it was absolutely my hormones, but I really felt shut down. Um, and I hated that self. Like yeah. I, I hated that that was me because before we had a kid, I was all about Josh all the time. Yeah. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like I feel like I'm failing as a wife. Um, and I don't want to feel this way. And we had to have some really like hard talks because of course me feeling this way and his love language switching to like wanting me physically all the time. Yeah. Um, in some kind of capacity, not like, <laughs> you know, but, um, 
it was a real struggle, like a real struggle because we were butting heads with it and he didn't feel cared about or loved if I didn't want something. And I didn't feel cared about or loved if he just wanted stuff all the time. And I'm like, you don't understand that I'm hurting and, or I'm struggling with this. And he's like, you don't understand. I just want to love you. (laughs) You know, so we had to have some really hard conversations um, that didn't always feel good and were hard and just, um, really stunk, really yeah. stunk. But I think it helped us grow closer. And so you knew, like, okay, yeah, I can voice this, but I'm going to watch my timing on how I right. voice it all the right. time. You know, right. like, okay, has she been, like, nursing the baby all day? Or has she had a hard day at work? Okay, you know what? I can hold out another day. Right. Or I can – how can I love her in a way that doesn't come on so strong – and make her feel like she's cared about too. And for me to try to find ways to still show that affection that he craved so deeply and not in a way that made it feel like I had to fake it. Right. Um, or, or whatever to get through that. Yeah. And you know, this was something that I, I desperately had to pray for, um, because it was really difficult and I just, I wanted so badly to fix it. And, um, and really, like I said, about a year, you know, only like a week or two ago, yeah. I remember, you know, I texted you and I said, I just really feel like God is restoring that just love and full desire that yeah. I have for you. Yeah. Um, cause that never changed, but it became, I, my feelings kind of woke back up again. Yeah. Um, in that sense. And I just, well, felt your like, body yet yeah. again goes through so many changes oh gosh, and yeah. not just physically, but like mentally. After having a kid, and even for the dads listening, like, um, or, or the boyfriends, like, you go through this change as a dad, and you have to start prioritizing different because now your child needs love and affection yeah. and quality time and all those kinds of things, but so does your wife. Yeah. And sometimes your wife, honestly, more because it's like they're, you know, being a mom, they're being a wife, they're being a girlfriend. And we have to, as husbands, um, you know, I believe this. Listen, if you're a husband, show your emotions. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's just not, it doesn't look good when you don't. I'm not saying you have to be like a crier all the time. Um, but I'm not saying that stereotypical put up a wall kind of guy. Um, because all that does is just push your wife further away. Yeah. Or, 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 you know, your girlfriend. It just pushes them further and further away. And so... Helping, you know, your significant other go through those changes and talk about them. I remember, I mean, there's been so many times we had conversations about this kind of stuff. Yeah. And, um, and like, this is key. Be patient. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't rush it. I There's been, I'll just be honest. There's been so many times where I've rushed it and I'm like, Becca, why don't you feel this way? Why don't you want this? And, and. Then in hindsight, you know, looking back on it, I'm like, man, I wish I just would have been more patient. And instead of like asking and saying those kinds of things, rather ask questions of like, what are you going through Yeah, right now? Get Bring me into your world, even if you can just give me a tiny little glimpse so that maybe then I can learn 
the art of being patient longer. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you have to be so careful of things that you, and because we've both done it to each other, finding ways that it doesn't make that person feel like, oh my gosh, now they see it. Like right. something is wrong with me or right. I really am screwing this up. Right. And I don't even, and I don't even know why or right. how or what is happening. And that was something I had to just tell Josh. I was like, I'm trying to tell you this and I don't know what is wrong. Right. I don't know. I have no idea. Like, there's yep. nothing that makes sense to me with this particular thing. And having him, and that's the thing is like, you, when your spouse or your significant other is talking to you, try and be as open minded as possible. Yes. Because yep. I'll be honest, like, the first thing, and we can both attest to it, is defense wants to come up. Yeah. Hurt wants to come up. Um, we want to feel hurt that you don't feel this way, but that's, not fair. Right. Like you cannot have a solid conversation if you are putting up walls or you are getting defensive or you are getting hurt. Right. Um, because that person doesn't feel safe to tell you the thing that has been so hard for them to tell you. Right. And um, so opening those like opening those um paths to having like a solid conversation, being understanding, trying to figure out how to find resolve. Um and just doing life together, finding things that that spark you, um, you know, each other. And um, Josh and I, we've <laughs> we've been, you know, we can't always go on a date night, so we'll, you know, do a date night in, you know, in our room, and we'll watch a movie, and we'll, you know, get wine or popcorn or candy yeah, or will. something, and not like that, <laughs> but sometimes. <laughs> but just finding things that like make each other happy. Yeah. Um. You know, when we get to go away for the weekend, um. I, you know. Like, if we go away on a vacation, sometimes Josh wants to go everywhere and explore everything. And where I like that, I want to relax. I want to, like, <laughs> my whole life I plan everything. So when we go on vacation, I want to just do nothing. And I want to, like, just walk around. And that's, like, the time I want to be spontaneous. Yeah. And so for Josh and I to figure out that balance of, like, how are we both going to be fulfilled at this time together? And so... um you know, I just, we hope this encourages you and, um, and pushes you guys to have some of the hard conversations that you might need to have. We hope that it encourages you that you don't feel alone. <laughs> um, if you are feeling this way or you're feeling like you and your significant other are just, um, if it feels like you're just roommates yeah. for a season, yep. um, rekindle that love, figure out each other's, um, love languages and pursue each other madly because here's the deal. That sweet little one is going to grow up so fast, yep. way faster than you ever expected. And then guess who you're left with? <laughs> Your significant other. Yeah. And you don't want to get to a point where you look at them one day and you don't even know who they are. Yeah. Um, find ways to continue to learn about each other. Um, that is truly something I've thought about for the last few weeks is I love that even though I've been with Josh for six years and we've been married for almost four, I love that almost every single day I find out something new about him, something silly or something funny or something about his past. And I just get to love him even more. Um, yeah. And so it's just really cool. And it's been a true honor and blessing to be his wife and to watch him become the father that I always knew he could be. Um, so finding those those things and thinking back even on the days that's hard um you know i'd really and truly I'll, I'll just give you this like when we have really hard days there are times i'll just look at pictures from years ago or yeah. whatever when we first started and yeah. i'm just like oh you know that's 
that's why I picked yeah. him. Like this is why he's my person. Yeah. And you just kind of fall back in love. Um and pray for your significant other. Um, man, if you don't do anything, yeah. pray for them because yeah. they need it. Um, make it a priority, love them well, and uh and get to know them. Yeah, and I would just say uh what we'll do in the show notes is I will um put a link in there for the five lung love languages because I really do believe in that. I think when you know those, it can really honestly kindle such a great relationship. Oh, yeah. um, so be be sure to look at that if you're interested. And I would just say some next steps would be, you know, step one, have the conversation. Yeah. You know, Where put, you set aside <laughs> some time. You know, I would I would do it at your house, um, you know, sit on the back patio and just have this, even if it's tough, have that tough conversation. Step two is just um, continuously um, look for ways to show small amounts of love that lead to bigger expressions of love. Yeah. Um, and I think that can even be just with a question, you know, Josh, I'm not always the best at it, but Josh has always throughout the entire time that I've known him always been really solid at asking me how I am, but not even in the, just the like, Oh, how, how are you? Like, Hey, how's your heart? Yeah. And it'll be random and it won't be like a time that I am ready to even talk about that. Yeah. Um, but those kinds of check-ins yeah. really create deep conversation and I'm not going to lie to him. Yeah. Like, you know, so it, it opens up the door that I may have needed him to open. And yeah. so you might be able to open up a door that that person is like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess we're gonna have this conversation. Yeah. So um definitely, definitely. Something our pastor says all the time, um, anytime he's meeting with us is is he asks this question, he says, How's your head? How's your heart? Yeah. So I think that's a great question. Honestly, it's it's uh, you know, easy question to ask every day. Uh when you get home at the end of the day, you know, kids are asleep, whatever, you're getting ready to lay your head down, go to sleep and start another day before you do. Just ask your significant other, hey, how's your head? How's your heart? Yeah. And allow them to express to you what's going on. So we hope this podcast has been enriching and uh, hopefully it stirs some conversation. And uh, we can't wait to join you around the table next Friday. We have some new coffee to review. It's going to be good. We will see you guys then. Love you all. See ya. See ya.